0: Hello, you. It's Graham Norton here. Thank you very much for listening to my Virgin Radio podcast with Waitrose. This weekend, actor and singer Luke Evans joins me to talk about his new album, A Song for You. Actress and singer Rita Wilson has her new duets album, Now and Forever, and gives us a sneak peak of the single Let It Be Me. It's gorgeous. Suede's Brett Anderson fills us in on an exclusive Virgin radio gig they are doing next month. Show chef Martha cooks the best mac and cheese and has some Christmas gift ideas. We've blown off the dust and swept all the cobwebs off the Waitrose Christmas wheel as it makes a welcome return for 2022. And we'll be putting our heads together to solve your dilemmas in Graham's Guide. But first, Maria has a pup date. How is Dolly?
1: She's been poorly, um, I've been, I listen Graham, I have spent as much this week at the Vets as they spent on the World Cup in Qatar, <laughs> <frankly>. <laughs> Um, She's been diagnosed with pancreatitis, which I think is manageable. Um, and she's been very, very poorly. And it's so, it's a design fault, Graham, that they can't speak and tell you what's wrong. I suppose it's like having a small baby as yeah. well, because you have to just intuit What's going on? So now she's on a special diet, so she just has to eat sludge for the rest of her life, very low fat. I mean, he's very similar. I put a tweet up that say, who knew that the hardest part of being an adult is figuring out what to cook for dinner every single night for the rest of your life until you die. Yeah, really. (laughs) Which... Now Dolly doesn't have that problem. It's sludge from here on in, mm. basically for her. More sludge.
0: <laughs> at least you know what's wrong. That's good. It's good you know what's wrong. Yes.
1: Yes, 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 yes. I went to a wonderful thing yesterday, Graham. Um, can I just tell you? It's a thing called Posh Club. And it's not posh at all, but I mean it is, but it's for people who are, can I say, no longer young. I Um,
0: hear you, I hear you, yes. You and
1: I are in that category, but who don't see anybody, who are maybe lonely, who don't get out, and blah, blah, blah. And it's once a week, well, it was, that they go to this lovely hall, which is decorated, it was a Christmas one yesterday, and there's entertainment and sandwiches and mince pies and cakes and company. It's like a big party, and everybody was in their tinsel and lovely um, city from a band called... Uh, message from the Ravens sang K, Sarah Sera," and they all sang along to it. Whatever will be, and my goodness, I could not stop tears coming out of my eyes. Graham, Aww. but you, they were, have lost.
0: Oh, yes, they've lost. They've lost their they've whole. Lost,
1: they're funding oh. um, from, you know, this is happening all over the country, I know, but it's so important. I talked to people and they were saying this is, we don't go out, but this is the thing that we do and it sets us up for the week. All of that, it's just, it's heartbreaking, but I think they're going to crowdfund. Two of the organisers, Anna and Wendy, are Crowdfunding. It's a wonderful afternoon. And you and I will be there, Graham. I can tell you that with our walking sticks and our frames at some point singing K Sarah Sarah.
0: You were there <laughs> yesterday, Maria
1: <laughs> I know. I know. But I felt I was set apart slightly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is that terrible? <laughs> but I you wasn't. It's a terrible thing when you've got to think, oh I I fit in. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like going on a cruise ship and realizing, oh, this is suitable for me. I quite like. Please. I quite like little ramps everywhere. I...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no trip hazards here. Tell me about your week, please. I haven't spoken to you for ages.
0: Well, I had a very dramatic week. I had a colonoscopy, Maria. That's what I had. Oh my goodness! Yeah. You
1: told me about this last weekend. You have to take that staff and then excavation for the nation. I think happened. Yes,
0: it? it was. It actually they've changed it now. So the, oh yes, you uh, tell. I love our
1: conversation. Well, no, the,
0: all I would say is they've cha- they've changed the prep. So the prep is longer but less dramatic. If you know what I mean. Uh, yes, it, I do. Yes, it's less. I
1: quite liked the drama. I have to say, <laughs> when I had it with my appendicitis. Uh, no, I'm. <laughs> so, I, I'm uh, good.
0: Yes it was a bit you know i it, this was more kind of trouble spot rather than war zone uh oh, so good, it, yeah good, it was good, good. and then uh, and and actually the nice lady who uh did it uh told me my prep which excellent prep she said Excellent oh, prep.
1: Graham, you are good at so many things. Put I'm... it on your CV quickly. <laughs> Get it on there. I did this and I got ten out of ten. And what's nice about a colonoscopy is you can actually look, even though you're a bit woozy from something they give you to stop your bottom closing. Um, <laughs> you can <laughs> you can look at things on the screen. You can actually see. Inside your own body. Did you watch that?
0: A little bit. A nice, a nice, a a, a nice nurse from somewhere uh, farm was going. "Eh, When did you last eat seeds?
1: (laughs) My goodness, have you got a tree growing?
0: (laughs) A Christmas tree. Uh, I'll be decorating (laughs) it. I'll be decorating this afternoon. Uh, You gather (laughs) some letters. Virgin Radio. Do you have a letter? Do you have a letter? Do you? Do you? Do you?
1: I do. I have two letters, but I shall read them one at a time. Thank you. I won't do a mashup. I won't do a mashup this morning. <laughs> Dear Graham and Maria, I have a friend who is being very demanding and he is draining my energy. It's a bit like being in a relationship without the perks. We are both straight, by the way, but he wants me to be at his beck and call on hand whenever he needs me, helping with DIY, Double dating, going for drinks, giving him lifts because he doesn't drive. I feel like his PA. I would remove myself from the situation, but he was very instrumental in me getting my dream job, which I love. I would hate it if he got cross and made things difficult for me at work. How do I approach this with him? That is from Craig in Leith. Oh, Craig in Leith, this is a very thorny issue here. I mean, I can only hope that the double dates you're going on, one of them pays off so that he kind of doesn't need you so much. I I think the way you deal with this, I mean, what damage can he do to you at work, really? You've got the dream job, which you love, so presumably you're very good at it. So don't forget that. Keep that in the equation. But you've got to make yourself be less available, Craig, in least. You've got to be busier in your life, even if it's pretend, because you know he can't keep treating you like this he sounds a little bit lonely maybe he's thinking I got him that job he really loves that job he owes me big time so you know come and source some wood drive me to the station whatever but you can't do that that's that's not friendship that is basically you're right you're his PA and he's treating you a little bit like uh, you know a uh, somebody he's employing frankly so I would just say g- gently gently remove yourself it may be that at some point during one of your social events you can say to him oh mate I've been very busy I've got other stuff to do I can't quite be as available to you as you would like me to hope you understand Graham what do you think
0: well now I I think it, really you ought to read a book about kind of how to wean a baby because you just need to wean him. <laughs> wean him off. Yeah, really. Uh, because, uh, and and you can't do it completely because while you work together, you know, you're always going to see this guy and you don't want to fall out with him. You just want to uh, slowly put in some boundaries. Right now, I think he he's clearly not very good at making friends, this guy, and he thinks you owe him. And so... And and the fact that he's not very good at making friends means he's not good at being a friend either. He's kind of misunderstood how friends behave. And it's not like this. So I think just but you can't go cold turkey, but just every now and again, just and, and give him warning. Kind of going, Oh, you know we were supposed to do that thing. Actually, I've got to go to a friend's wedding or I've got to go to something, I've got to go to a family thing. And then do go away. Don't let him bump into you in M and S or something and go, Oh no or waitrose indeed, if there's a waitress. Oh, there is a waitress in Leeds. <laughs>
1: there is a waitress. I love indeed. that. I love that.
0: <laughs> uh, so uh, I just think I just think you've got to slowly, slowly, you know, see less of him. But you will still see him. You will still see him, and that'll be okay for a bit. And then eventually, one of you will leave this job, and then you can dump him entirely. Uh, That'll be the end of it. I mean,
1: also, I think, Graham, don't you think that if you try and introduce others into the equation, so it's not just the two of you, so when you go out for a drink or whatever, there's a lot of people, so that you can sort of share the load. And also, he might then make attachments to other people that um, can provide him with some of the things that you are providing him with, which is basically, as you say, life uh, lessons and skills and so on, and learn how to be a friend, so that you're not doing it all yourself. It feels like you're very on a very lonely path with with this guy, and um, you know, spread the love. Uh, but isn't it diffi-
0: isn't it weird how some people just aren't good at that? Some people, like this guy, is clearly he's never going to find this easy because he's always going to kind of get it wrong. And I, I think it's not Craig can't tell him. You're getting this wrong. This isn't how friends behave. This is, the, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just a weird thing. They-
1: Maybe, Graham, he could sort of approach it in terms of, because they're double dating, he clearly wants a, a, a partner, but maybe they can have a conversation about a partner and how one has to allow them their own lives and you can't be too needy and too demanding in a relationship because that's a that's going to put people off. So, you know, introduce it in that way. Just vaguely mention about, oh, isn't life hard sometimes and you expect people to do this and then they do that. But we've all got to compromise. We've all got to accept that others have like Something like that. I don't know. I'm talking nonsense now.
0: Well, look, let's uh, throw it out to the listeners. Do you have advice for Craig in Leith with his very needy sort of non-friend, really? But, but, but <laughs> nice that he calls him a friend still. That's good. Uh, Ian in Breston. Craig, have you tried saying, no, I don't want to, thanks? Maybe he thinks he's helping you with opportunities to do new things. Also, if your job is permanent, no one can take that away from you now. Well, they can't take it away, but it can be less dreamy. <laughs> I'll tell you that for nothing. Dear Craig, tell him that you have decided to go green and use the bus more. Therefore, he will have to become more reliant on his own. Stephen Cambridge, even then Craig has to get the bus. <laughs> I mean, that's his new problem. Dear Craig Maria, I- I'm being forced to use the bus. Good morning, Grand Maria. Craig, the drain on your emotions of being, uh, of being made to feel beholden to a fake friend are demoralising for you. Maybe when you're out together, people mistake you for a couple and the wrong vibes are being sent out. Also, your dream job exists elsewhere. Think about looking for that job and unhook yourself from this selfish individual. Be free. Oh, Cheryl and Minehead. Oh, There's some tie-dye in her wardrobe, isn't there? There probably is, Cheryl. Uh, Thank you for that, Cheryl. Craig, sometimes you can just say no when someone asks you to do something. You don't even necessarily need to give a reason. Your time is your own to use how you see fit. Regarding your dream job, he may have got you in the door, but it is your skills which are keeping you there. They would not employ you if you weren't good for them. That's Andy. Wise words from Andy and Surbiton. And finally, Annie is in Horsham. Craig, buy your friend a couple of drive- driving lessons for Christmas, then offer to supervise while he practices. Nothing on earth causes more arguments, so he will either fall out big time or he'll pass his test and be able to do all those things he now relies on you f- for. Win-win. Driving lessons for Christmas. What a simple idea. Uh, thank you, Annie. Thank you, everyone, for your help with Craig in Leeds second letter please
1: here we go dear graham and maria i was in a relationship with a man for two years named paul almost 20 years ago we were in our early 20s okay and while the relationship was loving and passionate it was also volatile after one argument too many and him having one one night stand too many i left him and we had no more contact That was until two months ago when he messaged me on Instagram saying he had stumbled upon my profile. We began messaging and chatting and to my surprise we got on really well and he has definitely matured in the last 20 years. He asked to meet up, which we did, and I was shocked by the rush of feelings I had. He then emailed me saying that seeing me had made him fall in love with me again and he desperately wants to give it another try. I am, or I thought I was, happily married to a wonderful man, but my heart is conflicted. I've shared this with a few close friends whose opinions are split down the middle, stay or go. I want to speak to my husband about it, but he is very sensitive, and I know that he would be furious and upset in equal measure about the contact. I've not replied to Paul, despite a barrage of messages. I don't know what to do. Help! And that is from Tom in London. Oh, Tom in London, you better run, cause here comes the hand grenade that you're about to throw into your life. Just look at your letter again. Read it again, Tom in London. The one night stands that happened 20 years ago will happen again. Leopard spots, etc. He's just been thinking, Oh, who did I like when I used to go out with them? Oh yeah, him! I'll get in touch with him. I mean You are happily married, Tom, in London. Your partner is sensitive. You've already broken some trust by going and meeting this guy, Paul, and not telling your husband about it. You know, the deceit has already begun. Stop it now. Close it down, change your password, change your Instagram, do all of those things. I mean, how perverse the heart that always wants what is out of reach. Just put all that energy, Tom, in London, into making your relationship with your husband better. If there's something missing, make it better. Paul is a non-starter, it will only end the same way. You'll be left with nothing and lonely and you will break many hearts, including your husband's, which you don't want to do. Think about it, you're happily married. This is just a, the long longing for fresh flesh, I think. Graeme, what do you think?
0: Well, Tom in London, can you e- can you hear my eyes rolling?
1: <laughs> like I can. Like, I can. Like, really?
0: Like, I love that he's definitely matured over the last 20 years. You haven't, Tom, you moron. Like, this is so,
1: <laughs> this is so,
0: so stupid. It's so stupid. Of course, this guy kind of finds you on Instagram. He's not attached to anyone. He's going, oh, yeah, let's do that again. Oh, I'm so in love with you. No, you know. He, you are the one with everything to risk, Tom, and do not risk it for this guy. Uh, Paul, he went out for a couple of years. It was vo- like, it was volatile arguments all the time he cheated on you and now he's come sniffing around on instagram you know you're probably not the only one he's doing this to you know paul's living his best life he was in a very nice time nothing at risk for him and you stupidly have somehow (laughs) got caught up in this you honestly tom really just shut this down. I mean, leave your husband if you want to, but don't leave your husband for this guy because this guy is not the one. Uh, it was something that was suitable 20 years ago and even then it wasn't suitable. Now...
1: Yeah, don't leave your husband, Tom. That would be madness, don't leave your husband. I love that he emailed you and then you met up and then he says, oh, meeting you has made me fall in love with you again. One meeting and a few messages. He doesn't know what's happened to you in 20 years, how you've changed, what differences there are. Other than you are now married and happily married, Tom. Remember, remember.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the sort of thing... Yes, this might happen in a Hallmark film and it's lovely and you meet each other all these years, you know, that sort of thing. But in life, no... No, Tom. No. No. no I like no. the
1: Hallmark film, though. Who are you casting as Paul, the interloper <laughs> into this marriage? Who do you think? I think Paul Mescal. Oh,
0: no. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. He's on the show later. Oh, uh, yes, yes, he's
1: on the show. Has he got time? He's got his album coming out.
0: Well, that's true. that's But that's recorded now, so you can just do some promo and, uh, yeah, quickly. <laughs> nip, uh,
1: Mention it, it to him, Graham, I and will, we'll I, write it in the week.
0: And we're filming it in London, so it's fine. I mean, it's not hard to do. Uh, that's grand. Well, Tom, thank you very much. Uh, you didn't copyright your life and we're taking it. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, seriously, Tom. Uh, I, I, I do listen to us. And and the friends that are split down the middle, who are the friends who are on the other side? What friends are telling you? Leave and go back to Paul. Uh, I wonder what the listeners will say. A good range, a good range of responses uh, from you, the listeners. Lynn from Wirral. I'm with Lynn here. Tom, no. Your ex has searched out vulnerable exes of his. Sadly, you are probably not the only one he has done this to. Please cut contact ASAP and concentrate on the happy relationship you do have. Now, here's the message I told you we'd get. This is from Dave from Carlisle. I'm very surprised it's Dave from Carlisle's The One, but it is. From a person who was hooked up with an old flame. Strange parallels to my life. Go for it. Happier now than I've ever been. I told you there'd be one. Uh, sometimes you need to take a risk in life, but you have to make sure it's worth it. Everything costs in the end. I mean, it's a bit of cryptic from Dave and Carlisle. It does sound like... A lot went on. And uh, not everyone was very happy. But uh, thanks for that, Dave. Uh, Tony from Merseyside. Tom, leave the past where it belongs. It will end in disaster. Do not contact this individual again. The choice is yours. Less happy than you are now, or even worse, more unhappiness than you could possibly imagine. End your marriage if you want to, but not because of this bum. Ooh, Tony from Side. He's not pulling his punches. Uh, Laura in Hampshire. People say what you want people say what you want to hear when they have nothing to lose you have a happy marriage to lose plan some lovely date nights with your husband and remind yourself of how much you love him and forget Paul and block him from following you on Instagram Uh, and (laughs) Nicola in Canterbury I love Nicola in Canterbury she's really going for it Uh, two things one, and you're so right with this, Nicola, no decent man would send a barrage of messages to a man who is married. No, he's no good. Secondly, uh, she had an affair with a man named Paul. Not this one. He's straight. My marriage ended for various reasons, and some years later, we hooked up again to give things a try. Having been the most exciting and appealing man whilst we had our fling, he turned out to be the most boring man alive. Bye, <laughs> Bye, Paul. Uh, oh, Tom, are you hearing us? I mean, Dave and Carlisle says go for it, but most other people are saying, yeah, uh, yeah, don't know. As in the words of Pink, who knew? The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Virgin Radio. Time to meet my uh, guest. You'll know him as an actor from so many things, but now we know him as a singer. It's the return of Luke Evans. Hello, Luke Evans.
2: Hello, Graham Norton. Uh, so album number two. Album number two, right? Yes. Yeah,
0: who'd have thought it? Well, except I suppose anyone who knew you... I mean, people in London who knew you knew you were a singer. True. Exactly. You knew I was a singer. Yeah. Um, Before
2: I was doing movies and film and TV and stuff. Yeah, Um, I've always been a singer. It's the first thing I ever did when I was a kid that naturally was open my mouth and sing... So um, what? Back
0: in Wales, was oh, that yeah. that you were that kid? I was that kid.
2: I was that <laughs> annoying child at everybody's party that would go, "Everybody be quiet! I want to sing you a song," or, or recite a French and Saunders sketch, or you know, pretend to be Michael Crawford or uh, or, or Sarah Brightman sometimes also. Uh, yeah, that was me, and um, I've been singing ever since. It's lovely, you know. It's something that. I will always have if I look after it.
0: And we also then, you kind of dipped your toe into kind of musical films. So we heard, mm-hmm. you know, I guess people had heard you sing like that. But how did you decide, with the last album, how did you decide to kind of to yeah. go, OK, this is it. I'm going to actually make a whole thing.
2: Well, I was approached. And I think it was because off the back of Beauty and the Beast, and then I sang at the Queen's uh, 92nd birthday at the Royal Albert Hall. And it was at that that I was approached by a producer who said, I think you can get a record deal. I think you can I think you can do it, and it was sort of like music, ironically, to my ears i was, I've always <laughs> wanted to be a recording artist, and um I thought let's try it, let's do it it might it might not work. it might not fit in with my other work career and stuff, but it did, and it was an absolute joy to do, and it went down really well.
0: And, and, I mean, a big record label, and and I say it did really well. Here we are, album two. But Mm. because of your other work, are you able to tour? Are you able to do that side of
2: things? Well, yes, I can. Excuse me. It's very early on a Saturday morning. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. Um,
0: Tell me about it (laughs) quite every week. (laughs) It's a nightmare.
2: Um, Excuse me. Um, It is... um,
0: Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> it was about touring. Touring—that's tour right. yeah, because yeah, yeah. of your uh, because of your busy acting schedule. Yeah, template.
2: yeah, yeah. Well, it's not easy, um, and the scheduling is big is the biggest issue. But we fitted in. I fitted in two mo- recorded, uh, filmed two films while doing the promo of this album, a BBC special for Christmas on uh, BBC. Um, Promoing. I've been to New York to uh, do the premiere of Echo Three, which is now on Apple TV Plus. I've got Scrooge coming out next week on Netflix. I've done all of that. And I've recorded the album and released it. So, you know, with a little bit of scheduling and a little bit of, you know, looking at the schedule, a lot can be fitted in. And yeah, I just yeah, have yeah, to yeah. look after myself, stay well, and and yeah. be happy about doing it.
3: And
0: let's not forget Strictly. You were gorgeous. Oh, come on, Strictly. let's not forget Strictly. Oh.
2: My second outing on that show, yeah. by the way, which I was very, very honoured to be part of it again, and... I always going to think for
0: anyone like you who's, you know, you're a stage boy. You mm. know what it's like, you know, how mm. to say something. To, to be standing in the back. It's like, what am I? No, mm. what am I? Chop liver? Yeah, it is sort of. <laughs> yes. Well, at least they give you the first verse.
2: And then <laughs> they come on. You realise, oh, yeah, it's not about me anymore. Yeah. And, and the there's audience, a round of applause halfway laughing, through your song. like, truggles. I finished yet. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm getting notes here. <laughs> it's so true. Leave me alone. Uh, now. And the first album, was that all covers? It was all covers, yes. OK, so this is your first songwriting. Yes,
2: and um, I asked to um, an, an amazing songwriter called Amy Wodge, who one of her songs I covered on my first album, so I already had an inroad, and then when I was shooting The Pembrokeshire Murders just before COVID started... I reached out to her and she was in Wales and she came to set one day and we sat for had lunch in my trailer and we just talked about writing music as I've never written music but I have lots of ideas and, and and words and poems and lyrics so we I gave her some of them we went she went away and then a week later I wrapped the show and, went, and Covid started And I was in the States Them doing all that lockdown And we started to Zoom And that's how we Started writing together And there's now two tracks On the album Horizons Blue And Busy Breaking Yours Which were the two First tracks we wrote Far away from each other Across the Atlantic
0: And like You say that like, And then we did this But how does that physic- Like, How does that Work? Now. Are you humming things down Zoom to each other? Well, you- Zoom
2: was part of it. And well, she's very clever. She's got an amazing team as well. And they told me what I needed to buy on Amazon a sound desk, a little mixing desk, a microphone like the one I'm talking into now, all connects to my little laptop. I needed good Wi Fi, which I had, and headphones. And then they could take over my computer and mix the, the song as I was singing it while we were thousands of miles away from each other. Nice. It was, honestly, Graham, it was extraordinary. And from that, they mixed a demo, and that's you yeah. know that demo got onto the, you know.
0: That's got, like science fiction, isn't it? That's, really is. Yeah. it is Yeah. Nuts. It was because he felt connected. And she is wildly successful. Oh she's, she's written for loads of people. You,
2: I mean, you can't tie her down. She's all over the place. She's in LA. She's in Nashville. She writes with Diana Ross, Andrea Bocelli, Ed Sheeran, of course, one of his biggest Natch. songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, she, and she found time to work with Little On Me, and I was very proud of that.
0: And you were saying during the song there, you're doing a performance tomorrow night.
2: Yes, at the Palladium, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing, um, with a few other um, lovely singers, we're doing a a Christmas show.
0: Okay. and uh, someone's uh, texted in to know what songs you will be singing. Do you know yet?
2: Yes, I do. Um, They're both from my album, funnily enough. (laughs) Um, Clever, clever. um, I'm going to sing Silent Night and You Raise Me Up.
0: Okay, and mm-hmm. you'll be out the back uh, selling your CDs out of uh, uh, the trunk of your car. Yes,
2: <laughs> many many boots of many cars.
0: Yes, <laughs> you'll be there. Um, and, uh, there's a couple other questions from listeners. Uh, people want to know. Um, uh, so uh, on this album, you duet with uh, Nicole Kidman, Charlotte Church. That's oh, right. This, Is that the only two? Yes, yeah. only two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they want to know what what other singers do you do dream of doing a duet with.
2: Well. Um... Uh, the, the list is endless. I mean, at the top of the list would be people like Adele, Celine Dion, Shirley Bassey, uh, uh, Tina Turner. Um, I, I mean, back then, did this BBC special that I did, which uh, I did four duets with four amazing singers—Beverly Knight, Olly Murs, Leanne Rimes, and Nicole Scherzinger—and they were all on the list. Oh, So wow. they, I. I Bucket listed Three or four of them In one night You know were, I ticked them off And it was epic
0: Talking about ticking off What's the TikTok thing With Nicole Scherzinger What's that about
2: <laughs> I don't really know I just came off the stage I mean Ollie and Nicole Are very big I now realise On TikTok They're TikToking All day long Whatever that means, it probably doesn't make sense, does it?
0: Virgin listeners now glazing over. They're they're talking about TikTok, darling. (laughs) So I put the kettle on.
2: (laughs) Um, And I came off the stage at the end of my show and they were all rearing to go and they were like, come on, come on, and they'd they'd found this huge container lift which you could put a car in. So somebody had kept the doors open, we all got in and then I had to quickly pick up this routine of this Beyonce Cuff It song, I think it's called. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, And the result is that... TikTok video, which has now gone
0: viral everywhere, and uh, yeah. Look, yeah. what's weird is I now realise I saw this, I saw this, <laughs> and I'm. My thing was, where is that lift? I'm sure I know that lift. Where, where it's is that in lift? the ICC in Newport. <laughs> I, I don't know. You don't lift. know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that lift. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned there before the before we listened to uh, Horizons Blue uh, about your Netflix Christmas Carol. Is that mm. a you play Scrooge? Is that a musical? Uh, it's a musical.
2: Yeah, oh, it it's, is. It's, okay, it's oh, the great. music of Leslie Brookes and it's um, oh, so it's that. Scrooge. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's a full animation. Um, it's beautiful. I I am very excited about it coming out because it really does feel like a proper Christmas film. And the music is stunning. And uh, yeah, I sing all the way through it. <laughs> it's not are fully,
0: you live action or no? No,
2: no, it's all animation. So I'm the voice of Scrooge.
0: Okay. And when does that hit Netflix? Olivia
2: Coleman is uh, oh. Christmas Past. Jonathan Price is Marley. I mean it really. Fantastic voices. That's really Netflix
0: way. money.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that comes out on the 2nd of December with the album at the same day. Yeah, so
0: clever. So Very clever. clever and you also mentioned Echo 3. Tell us, uh, quickly just tell us about Echo 3. Echo
2: 3 is um, on Apple TV+. Plus. That's what I did all of last year when I was out of the country in Colombia shooting this 10-episode big military geopolitical drama which is really based on a family and it's about a... I play a Delta Force special operative soldier from the US Army whose sister gets kidnapped by the militia in the Venezuelan borders of Colombia. And... Um, I go there with her husband, who's also one of my unit soldiers, and we go to find her, and it is not easy. And we take the length and breadth of the country to find
0: her. And what's amazing about those shows now is they're the scale of a movie, Mm. they're that sort of budget, that sort of thing, but it's over 10 hours. 10 hours. As an actor, how can you sustain, because, you know, it's like you're Mm. in a movie, but you're in four movies. It's a
2: lot, you have to really pace yourself. And also, you know, some of the, the later scripts we didn't get until halfway through, and you're going, you're kidding me? We're going to be doing that? I don't think, you know, it really, so you have to play, pace yourself. But also, you have an amazing writer, Mark Bowl, who won an Oscar. You know, he's an, he's an incredible screenwriter, Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. He wrote the script. And he, so his, you see all his talent in, this, in these scripts. And yeah, it was very, very, very cool job.
0: Listen, you are a busy man. You're doing, uh, you're out at the Palladium tomorrow night. Uh, the album, you can order it now on your website, lukeevansofficial.com. The single is out now, and uh, that's Scrooge on Netflix, Echo 3 on Disney Plus, did you say?
2: Echo 3 on Apple Apple Plus. Uh, yes, Apple, Apple TV
0: Plus. 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 All those pluses, <laughs> all those pluses. <laughs> It's on set. Just hold down the little microphone and go Echo 3. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and see what comes up. Uh, Luke Evans, always lovely to see you. Thanks, Take Green. care of yourself, sir. Bye <laughs> bye. The Graham Norton Radio Show with
4: Waitrose. Food to feel good about.
0: Virgin Radio. I am joined by my first guest of the day producer, actor, and now she's got an album out now and forever duets, Rita Wilson. Joins us. Hello, Rita Wilson.
5: Hello, Graham Norton. How are you?
0: I'm very well, probably not as good as you. You were telling me by the record that you were at the Royal Albert Hall last night.
5: That's right. I was uh, performing for uh, in Jules Holland's show that he had two nights at the Royal Albert Hall, which was incredible. I was doing a duet from my new album, um, which is called Now and Forever Duets. What an appropriate name for a duet album. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And we did Let It Be Me, Um, and I did that with Richard Hawley.
0: Oh, right. Well, we're going to hear the Jackson Brown version in just a, a little bit off the album. Now, this album, is this like, I mean what is music in your life? Is music always in your life or is this a return to music? How does it happen?
5: Oh, I love that question. First of all, music is always in my life. And in some ways, it's not necessarily a return to music, but it's sort of like allowing the music to come back in a way. So, um... Because I when I, I, think anybody you ask this question to, they always know the answer, which is, what did you always love to do when you were a kid? And someone will immediately tell you what it is. Oh, I loved, and you'll fill in the blank. And for me, it was always music. And But at 14, I started working, and uh, that was acting. And that sort of took the path of least resistance, I should say. But also, I didn't play an instrument and I didn't read music and I didn't know how people did it how do you get into a band how do but also you if you
0: find success as you did you're not going to go oh this is the wrong success <laughs> you know you're just going to go I'm loving this yeah great well,
5: also was, my dad was a bartender I'm a first generation American my dad came from Bulgaria my mom was Greek and it was just all of a sudden I was like this can be a job, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, you mean I don't have to wait tables or be a bartender? <laughs> like, this could be my job. Yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah,
0: I haven't held a mop in ages. Exactly,
5: yeah, this is all good. <laughs> so, uh, and, but
0: now this album also—it's not just you know you doing covers. You've reinvented these songs. I mean, they're duets, but a lot of the songs weren't written as duets.
5: That's right. Only one of them, I think. Whereas the love, which I do with Smokey Robinson, was originally a duet, but when I started conceiving of the album album and thinking all right you know these songs are fantastic they're classics we love them how how can i see them differently or reinterpret them and to me it was finding songs that could be conversations between lovers and that's really what the inspiration was how do we have these these conversations
0: and then when it comes to recording because you are a producer you're one kind of producer are you very very hands-on in the studio or do you let someone else take the reins and kind of create the sound
5: well, it's definitely a, a, an it-takes-a-village situation, you know. And I, my co-producer, Matt Rawlings, has also been my pianist since my first album, AM-FM, which was also cover songs. So he's spectacular and incredibly talented. He does the arranging. Um, we, we all agree on the musicians because we've worked with them over and over again. And it's such a collaborative process, but I'm very thankful to have somebody as knowledgeable as matt rawlings
0: and the people you duet with it's such a kind of wide range you know i'm sure you've got an amazing phone book but were all of these people in your phone book or (laughs) No.
5: no no not at all um i didn't know Smokey robinson um i didn't know willie nelson I didn't know. Um, I'm trying to think who else is in there that I didn't like Leslie really know. Autumn Jr. Did you know him? No, I had only met him briefly when he was doing Hamilton, um, and I think, you know, people responded to the idea and the concept of of what we were trying to say, and they loved the songs. For example, with Leslie, you know, we started out with a huge array of songs that we were going to sort of our wish list of songs. And then as we started going through those, we thought, okay, we have to eliminate the ones that don't make a good conversation. Yeah. So when we went to Leslie and we said, uh, you know, here are the three songs we're thinking of that you and I could do together, he immediately chose Massachusetts because... He loved the Bee Gees and he, when he got married to his wife, more than a woman was their first dance at their wedding, which Aww. I thought was so sweet and a kind of lovely full circle.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
5: And, when,
0: and people like Willie Nelson, if you don't know Willie Nelson, you, know, you come to him with expectations and was he what you thought he would be?
5: Everything, everything. <laughs> He's one of those people that is just, for me, because I grew up listening to Willie Nelson and You know, when I grew up, radio was AM radio, and you were exposed to so many genres. So there were so many people and artists that were influencing, I think, my later taste in music. But Willie uh, is a person that he's still working. He's nominated for a Grammy this year. He's going to be 90 years old. Wow. And the poignancy of singing Paul Simon's Slip Sliding Away with Willie singing a line like, the nearer your destination The more you're slip sliding away I always think Oh my gosh I wish I I hope I'm 90 And able to sing that song Yeah <laughs> You know oh, yes. Is it
0: funny how lyrics change so much Depending on who's who's singing them Well yeah.
5: that and, and not only that It's sort of Who we are too Like What our interpretation Of those lyrics are When we're 20 Is very different Than when we're 50
0: Yeah <laughs> uh, People can see you On the television uh, Later this year Because you're doing The Royal Variety
5: Yes I am very, very amazed and very thankful to be doing it.
0: Have you done it before?
5: No, no. This is the first time. And, you know, I went to drama school here at Lambda, the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art, and it used to be on the Cromwell Road. And I would drive by on the bus or walk by the Royal Albert Hall and I I really thought to myself there's uh, how goes there how do you go there how do you get in there like it was just a dream and now here I am I just it's mind-blowing and uh, do you
0: know what royal you're getting for your Royal Variety performance
5: I don't know I I haven't been told yet I'm sure it's going to be announced soon maybe William or William McCate. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. very exciting, all of it. Okay, will you, someone will be there. Yes. Yeah. Someone, yes, Someone will
0: see it. And who are you duetting with?
5: Oh, the fantastic Gregory Porter. Oh. I know, oh. I know. That it's so voice. incredible. I just, he's an amazing singer and an amazing person. I can't oh. and, wait to do it. And
0: we were talking there about, you know, you inviting the music back into your life, you know, and you said that you'd done that, that live performance with Jackson Brown already. So are you kind of, game ready all the time or you know at the drop of a hat if you hear the the opening bars are you are you on the
5: stage (laughs) hopefully with a couple of vocal warm-ups and some lessons from your teacher yeah I mean it's so funny because I don't think there's a performer alive that isn't just always eager to get on stage I remember having a conversation with Kenneth Branagh once this is so funny I said, isn't it amazing? You know, like I've had to perform. We were talking about performing on stage and how you have to, it doesn't matter if you have strep throat and you have a 103 degree fever, you have to get up and do the show. And he says, oh yes, there's nothing like a cure there, wait, there's no better cure than Doctor Footlights.
0: It's so true. <laughs> it's
5: like you can get up, do the performance, and then collapse the minute it's over.
0: Yeah. and it is, and it's weird. The things that don't happen on stage, like people don't tend to sneeze in the middle of a play. No, or they you don't. You know, all the things that, that happens in life. They all get pulled on of hold. That
5: is so funny. It's true. It's true,
0: though, isn't it? Yeah,
4: (laughs) weird, weird, weird.
0: Uh, Now, not stage, but on screen, a man called Otto uh, starring uh, your husband, Tom Hanks, Rachel Keller and Manuel Garcia Rulfo. Rulfo? Yes, uh,
5: Mariana Trevino. And uh,
0: that is coming out uh, soon, isn't it?
5: We open in the United States Christmas Day. And then we open in the UK, I believe, January 6th. And
0: you have uh, written and formed an original song for that.
5: Correct. Yes. It's Uh, called Till Your Home. I wrote it with uh, an amazing songwriter, David Hodges, and it's performed by myself and an incredible um, Latin artist called Sebastian Yatra, who just won two Grammys for... Best Latin Pop Album Best Latin Pop Song And he's nominated for Best Latin Album For the regular Grammy Wow and He's incredible He's saying You know Your audiences will probably know him If anybody has seen the Disney film Encanto He oh, yes. sang Dos Oruguitas on that. Oh, okay He's wonderful Yeah,
0: everyone listening to it They've yes. all seen Encanto yes. There wasn't a person alive Who wasn't in no. Encanto <laughs> uh, uh, But tell me this the That movie A Man Called Otto So it's based on a book
5: Yes, it's based on Frederick Bachman's book called A Man Called Ova. And it I'm glad was, you said that,
0: because I didn't know. I, it's one of those, you just see it in bookshops, and go, I wonder how you say that. You know how
5: I was told to, to pronounce it? It's like saying Hoover. <laughs> a man like Uva. Okay, got it. I'll never forget it now. Um, and it, uh, there was a Swedish film made of the movie oh, also. Oh, did they? I yes. didn't realize. Oh,
0: I thought this was the first movie. Okay. Yes.
5: Yeah. And to me, I just responded so strongly to the material. It was uh, such a beautiful story and a very... Uh, a hopeful story and i'm i'm so excited for people to see it <laughs> really it's been, you know it's 5 years in the making because from the time of securing the rights to it till of course you know the interruption of the pandemic and then being able to finally get it done just can't wait for for it to be out there cuz as
0: a producer that must have been so frustrating to have projects all <gasps> was, was there kind of a backlog by the time things opened up again
5: well not necessarily a backlog but in some ways uh harder to uh, i i think there was a collective backlog in that people were sort of like well let's get to work and then you're deciding where you're going to film it and locations are important and tax credits and all of those things so as a
0: producer what do you think about like the future of theater, theaters, movie theaters. You know, have you got hope for them that they're going to survive?
5: 100%, I have hope for them, because there's nothing like having a collective communal experience where people are sharing the same thing. I just saw Elton John in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium, and You know, they were streaming it live and that's fantastic if you want to observe it, but if you want to experience it, you have to be in the place. And for me, there's nothing better than experiencing something with other people.
0: Well, you can experience A Man Called Otto with other people uh, early next year and the album you can buy right now Now and Forever Duets uh, it's available on the website RitaWilson.com slash music uh, Rita Wilson uh, enjoy London Have a Thank great time Is it Thursday night you're doing the Royal Variety? Yes,
5: this Thursday Oh, have
0: the night of your life What an exciting <laughs> Thank night Thank you so Thank much Thank you so much for coming in to see us Thank Take you for care. having me There's more to come Suede's frontman, Brett Anderson fills us in on a very special Virgin Radio sunset session in December, and it's the return of our Waitrose Wheelie Merry Christmas competition. But first, hello, Martha.
3: Hello. Uh,
0: oh, now, it's another in your continuing series of The Best. Oh, yes. So today, it's The Best What?
3: It is The Best Mac and cheese. OK. Or macaroni and cheese, if we want to be, you know, yeah. very British about it. Yeah. And,
0: uh, <laughs> now, if people don't know, explain the concept behind the idea of the best.
3: So, the concept of the best is a column that I write weekly for the Waitrose Weekend paper, and it is taking a classic dish, and I test lots and lots of variations of it, and try and put together the best iteration and all of the, the highlights to make what I believe to be the best version, but also achievable, because sometimes the best might take you three days and (laughs) we've got to be realistic. So
0: (laughs) You're hand-rolling the pasta to make your macaroni. (laughs)
3: Exactly. You're milking your cows, you're sourcing your... No, it's the best achievable version of dishes. So today is mac and cheese, and I am a big fan of this kind of comforting... Oh no, it's
0: so today. Mm. It's so today. But tell me this, how many variables are there? I mean, how many recipes did you go through to get to this one?
3: I trawled through books and the internet and just looked at all of the different ways mac and cheese has been made. Some people do it with different kinds of cheese. That's the main thing, It's the, the cheeses that people choose. And then put a few different twists in there um, to make give it that kind of slight sweetness that you want, but without it being overbearing. Okay. So the secret ingredient is uh, evaporated milk, <gasps> which is making a comeback.
0: <laughs> really? Well...
3: Yeah. In this one dish. This is the only place I would ever use it, but it does work. It just is that concentrated milk creaminess um, that adds a little gentle sweetness to the back of the, of the sauce.
0: OK, it looks so lovely. You've got it in a very kind of rustic uh, enamelware. Yes. It, <laughs> it looks uh, it looks like the cover of a magazine. Uh, I can't wait to dig into this. Oh, delicious. That macaroni cheese is so good, I inhaled quite a big bowl of it. Uh, thank you very much, Martha Colliston. So, talk us through the best ever macaroni and cheese.
3: So, we're going to start by putting our pasta on. So, you can either use um, essential waitrose macaroni, which is really good value, or you can get a slightly more fancy, curvy pasta from the de I think, pronounced it, range, which is a little bit more rigid and holds the sauce a little bit better. Um, And then we're going to put that into a big pan of salted water, let that boil, and you want to get it till it's almost cooked, but not quite, because it's going to go in for a bake at the end.
0: Al dente. Before al dente? Slightly
3: before al dente, just like about a minute and a half off off al dente.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Yep. Then we're
3: going to start on our sauce. So we're going to make that classic roux. You can't start a cheese sauce without that roux. So we're melting butter, adding flour, whisking that until it kind of th- forms a paste. And then we're going to add our seasonings into this stage rather than at the end because it starts, to, it kind of cooks them into the flour and into the thickener. Okay. So the seasonings are smoked garlic granules, so one teaspoon of those from the mm. Cook's Ingredients range. And then we've got one teaspoon of mustard powder, And one teaspoon of smoked paprika. Okay. So you've got slightly smokiness, and it makes the sauce this lovely orangey colour, which just makes it look a bit more exciting. Give
0: it a depth. (laughs) Depth, Martha.
3: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So then we're going to go in with some whole milk, give that a good mix until the sauce looks lovely and smooth, then one tin of evaporated milk. Uh, the... Do you have any
0: tips for stopping it being lumpy? Is it just hard work?
3: So a little bit at a time. The first, the first bit you want to put in quite a big slosh, because otherwise it will clump. So you want a yeah. big slosh at the beginning, then little bits at a time, and then it will... Be nice and smooth and creamy. Essentially hard work. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's there's, (laughs) there's, there's no shortcut.
0: I I asked, I asked listeners, I asked, but there is no shortcut. Okay. (laughs)
3: Um, And then, so your evaporated milk goes in at that stage. Give it a mix and then in with the cheese. So you want to grate this yourself. So... As we're talking about hard work, this is not the place to buy the pre-grated cheese because they add a little bit of starch to that and that will affect the texture of your sauce. So you want to grate that cheese yourself if you can at all possible.
0: And what cheeses are in here?
3: So this is um, a mature cheddar, a red Leicester and a Gruyere so you should have that combination of salty cheeses, kind of more caramelly sweet cheeses like the Gruyere, and then Red Leicester gives a lovely bit of colour as well.
0: Again, okay, depth. depth. Yep, depth. That it's all about depth.
3: But you can actually use most cheeses that you might have in the fridge, and it's a good recipe to use up those little bits that you might have lurking from the end of a cheese board around the Christmassy party period. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
3: nice to get those in there. Um, so we're going to put uh, kind of two-thirds of the cheese into the sauce, mix it until it's lovely and melted, then we'll combine that with the pasta stick it into, the, into an oven-proof dish and sprinkle with the rest of the cheese.
0: On top, and that then it, lovely top, crusty top, so gorgeous. Yeah,
3: oh, you've got, to ha- you've got to be able to break through it to get to that kind of gooey pasta. And the sauce ratio is another thing that's important in this because it's very easy to not make enough sauce, then you end up with kind of like sticky, clumpy pasta. It,
0: nobody wants that.
3: No, you want nobody. it to fall off the spoon once it's been baked. So oh. it goes into the oven for 10 minutes and not long at all, just for the cheese to melt and the top to set and then onto the table straight away.
0: And where do you stand on adding little things to it, like a bit of, you know, chopped up ham or a bit of, you know, tuna or something?
3: I like... I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about tuna... I don't know why. I don't know why that kind of caused a reaction See, within yeah, I, me.
0: See, I would like to. Ha- I would <laughs> like to put a you can put of tuna t- in there.
3: Okay, you you do you, Graham. I, I have. I do like to add things to it. I wrote a couple of variations for people to try. So I wrote one Thanksgiving variation, which is very apt because yeah. we've just had Thanksgiving, yeah, which bit is late now.
0: But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bit late, but you know. It would have been apt, But now you've got to keep this recipe for <laughs> <Yeah>. a year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you can buy in which is a slow cooked turkey leg. So you just need to cook, heat that up. Then shred that up and mix that in with your sauce. Put a little bit of cranberry sauce in dollops on the top and a sprinkle of um, kind of a rosemary crumb on the top. And that's a Thanksgiving one. And the other one is my favourite one, which is a kimchi mac and cheese.
0: Oh, wow.
3: Oh, this, it works so well because it's got that real acidity. Yeah. So you buy a tub of that raw kimchi and you mix a little bit in with the sauce and put some over the top and a little um, sprinkle of chilli flakes. And that is... That's the best one. And
0: you are a gourmet <laughs> chef. Thank you so much, Martha. Don't forget, recipes past the present can be found on the Graham Norton with Waitrose Hub. You just head to waitrose.com slash showchef to see all of Martha's recipes. You can also check out the recipe on our socials at Virgin Radio UK. You will see some bobblin' cheese if you visit that right now. Uh, see you tomorrow, sweet or savoury?
3: Um, we're going to be going in for some Christmas gifts.
0: Ooh, hello. Hey, Martha.
3: Yeah. Oh, they gave me some jingle bells. Jingle
0: bells, you see. <laughs> we thought that jingle couldn't sound any worse, but it, it can. You can put some bells on it. Um, so you bring us a lovely Christmas gift idea. Uh, what? Uh, so is the idea we're going to be, between now and Christmas, we're going to get a few of these?
3: Yes, we're going to have a few each, I believe, every Sunday for the next couple of weekends. Lovely. We're going to have a different Christmas edible gift idea. So I'm going to be a little Christmas fairy with some lovely, hopefully lovely, christmas treats
0: <laughs> well if you don't think they're you lovely we're, r- we're all lost you get to decide whether you think
3: they're lovely or not
0: okay so what is what are you kicking off uh the uh, these gifts with
3: so kicking off with something savory because most edible gifts you'll find are sweet but we're going to go with something savory to start with so we've got a sticky sweet chili pepper and bourbon jam Okay. Yeah, so it's got a little Christmas spark. Now it's called
0: a jam, but it's not. Re- I mean, you wouldn't put it. You wouldn't put it on bread, would you?
3: I probably wouldn't recommend it. It's definitely more of a chutney. Um, yeah. But it's got quite a lot of sugar in there because we're using so many chilies. You need the sweetness to kind of um, balance it out, balance the flavour. So more
0: like a relish. Yes. Yeah. A like,
3: relishy, a relishy I, I thing. I see
0: you've done a serving suggestion with cheese.
3: I have. I thought it would be a bit mean to just give you a spoon to to dive in and taste <laughs> this this dish. <laughs> So I put someone some cheese on some crackers and it goes really nicely because it so it's got a lovely kick to it and then it's got that like notes of the alcohol so it works really well with hard cheeses. So this is uh, Waitrose old Winchester cheese. so a British cheese it's a bit kind of got a few caramel notes in there.
0: OK. And uh, and you've packaged it beautifully. You, uh, look, it, it looks like a gift. It looks very artisanal, can oh. I say.
3: <laughs> very, very homemade in the best possible way.
0: Yeah, but in a nice way. Yeah, exactly. And uh, wh- how hard is this to make? Does it take forever and does it last forever?
3: So, it's not hard to make. It takes a while and it will last a while.
0: OK. <laughs> so you could make it now and it'll still be good for Christmas Day oh, yeah, if you absolutely, give it to people and everything absolutely. like that.
3: Absolutely. As long as you've sterilised your jars properly. You'll be fine.
0: Already a top tip. (laughs) Uh, All right, I'll tell you what, I'm going to uh, have some on cheese and crackers. Okay, I've now tasted it. It is delicious. Uh, Very nicely uh, paired with the cheese and cracker. I I was saying, though, I would like like a glass of red wine now to
3: (laughs) To complete the the party.
0: But no, it's got a nice kick to it. It's got some heat. It's packing. It's packing.
3: It's got a lot of chilies in there. Yeah.
0: OK, so how do we make it?
3: So, you're going to start by taking your jars. Now, I've got these kind of two lovely kilner-style jars from John Lewis, and then you want to sterilise them. So you could do it... I've done two very large jars, so, you know, big generous gift. But if you wanted to do, like, mini little gift-for-the-neighbours kind of style, you could buy little tiny jars. Yeah. You want to sterilise them by filling them with hot water and sticking them in an oven at a low heat because it will just kill any bacteria, which will make your jam last a nice long time. So okay. You people don't have that pressure of eating it in the next three days. <laughs> yeah, before
0: mould is all over. <laughs> yes, oh. exactly. Oh, look at that. Penicillin. If you, yeah.
3: yeah. If you've sealed them well and you've sterilised them well, it should keep for a good couple of months. Okay. Um, and then we are going to start preparing all of the ingredients that go in. So if you've never made jam before, this is a lovely, good way to get started because we're going to take basically all of the ingredients. So we're taking 12 chillies and de-seed as many as you want to reduce the heat. So you get a lot of heat from the seeds in chili. So yes. i de-seeded half of them and got rid of those seeds and i left half with seeds in.
0: Oh, so I would have thought that would make this hotter than that. But actually, it's it's absolutely it's spicy it's got a kick but it's not overwhelming you don't kind of think ow Yeah,
3: yeah absolutely absolutely and then we're taking an onion so one large onion chop that into chunks it's all going into a food processor so, you could be there chopping a while for this, but instead, you can. St- if you don't have a food processor, you can still chop, and it really is a gift made with love. But <laughs> if you want to put it in the food processor, like I have, yeah, the chilies go in, onion goes in, and then we've got a big jar of roasted red peppers. So again, we're not going to switch the oven on and roast all our peppers and de-seed them because it takes forever. Yeah. So we're buying this lovely big jar. They're really concentrating their flavour, and they've got a slight char to them as well. So those are perfect. They go into the food processor along with some ginger, five cloves of garlic we blitz pulse it a few times to make it nice and chunky um, mm-hmm. and nicely finely chopped to give it a nice bit of texture then that gets tipped into your biggest saucepan with some chopped tomatoes so one tin of tomatoes then we want preserving sugar cider vinegar give it a good mix to get it going and this is going to sit on your hob at a low heat for about an hour so you need to stir it often i recommend kind of doing it whilst you're cooking other things so you're kind of between but it doesn't need a lot of attention you'll be pleased to know okay so low heat big pan keep it mixing
0: and what's preserving sugar when it's at home
3: it's got a little bit more pectin in than regular sugar, so okay. it just it will mean that you definitely get a set and you're not going to be giving people a, a syrup. Oh, right. Oh, that's
0: clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a, good,
3: a bit of a fail-safe option. You know yeah, yeah, you're yeah, definitely yeah. going to get something that's set. Yeah,
0: okay. And where do you find that? In the baking aisle?
3: <laughs> yeah, you can okay. find that. in the. You can use regular sugar if you'd like to, but you just are more likely to have success by choosing the correct sugar. I hear you. So that goes on for an hour. It will reduce down and become lovely and sticky and syrupy. And if you're thinking, oh no, an hour of my electricity or gas, you could double this recipe if you've got a really big pot and just keep it make it for everybody
0: yeah (laughs) what did you get i got it too (laughs) we don't want anyone to be
3: left out you know (laughs) it's so delicious you don't want people to go without yeah once that's reduced we're going to mix in the whiskey that goes in last so it keeps all of its flavor then you want to divide it between your jars whilst it's nice and hot seal the lids on and then let it cool down write a little tag
0: Oh, and you have. You've done lovely kind of I luggage have. labels <laughs> on it. Very nice. But So you don't need to keep it in the fridge or anything. It just can sit out and be, it'll be fine.
3: Yeah, it can stay out at room temperature. I would recommend once it's been opened, you'd put it into the fridge. Because once you've started, you know, people have been diving in with their knives. Yes. And who knows what was on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep I it in think, the yeah. fridge. <laughs> Cheese.
0: Cheese was on them. Yeah. yeah that's what was on them. Uh, this is your recipe, right?
3: No, it isn't mine. Oh, it I isn't? wish I could lay claim to this because it's really delicious. Oh. this is from the Waitrose Food Bank. Magazine.
0: Oh, okay. So it, this has nothing to do with the Waitrose Weekend newspaper?
3: Nope, this is in the food magazines. You can pick it up. with. It's free with your My Waitrose card. So go and get yourself a nice little magazine. It's full of Christmassy ideas at the moment, which is fun.
0: I always forget I have a My Waitrose card, but I do. So I could get the magazine. Now yeah.
3: you can get a magazine. You can get a coffee you can get all sorts what am I doing here
0: (laughs) I I could be reading a magazine with some coffee Uh, recipes past and present can be found uh, in the Graham Norton with Waitrose hub on the Waitrose website waitrose.com slash showchef and you'll see all the recipes prepared by Martha you could also uh, check out this recipe on our socials at virgin radio UK and you can see the beautiful visuals Uh, I will see you next weekend thank you very much thank you very much Martha the Graham Norton radio show with Waitrose food to feel good about
1: virgin radio
0: suede suede are doing a very special gig here at virgin radio and you could be in the audience here to tell us all about it is brett anderson hello brett anderson
4: hello graham how are you i'm very well how are you are you just back from america I literally got back yesterday morning. Yeah. So I'm a little bit fried and a little bit a little bit um sleep deprived still, but I'm bearing up because it was a great tour actually. We really enjoyed ourselves. It was fun. We haven't I- been there for 25 years or something crazy like that. So Yeah. Yeah, because Swede, you are you guys are riding high at the moment. Well, yeah, we've got a new album out that we're that's sort of we're very proud of and that's been going down pretty well and been pretty well received. So yeah, we're kind of enjoying it. You know, it's um it's been up. It's been a pretty roller coaster career. We've had lots of highs and lots of lows, and we're going. We happen to be going through a high at the moment. I'm sure there'll be a, a low just around the corner.
0: <laughs> but it must it must feel good to be back on a high and kind of you know look at each other and go, "Wow, we've got here. We've stuck with each other, and here we are."
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been you know we've we've always just sort of stuck at it. We've always just sort of done what we do, and and. Uh, and not really kind of worried about what's going on around us really and sometimes people like it and some people like it less and at the moment people like it which is great so you know, it feels good and we, we 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 sort of love what we do we love we love writing we love making new albums um I've, I've always been sort of slightly wary of of kind of bands of our sort of age that that just do nostalgia stuff um I, 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 I've never wanted to do that so making new music writing new songs has always been where it's at for me you know well, autofiction is the new
0: album, uh, but let's talk about this gig. It's uh, Virgin Radio. It's called yeah. the Sunset Sessions. So, uh, when is it happening?
4: Oh, it's happening on the seventh of December, I think. Yes, you're right. To my yep. sheet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got and, the same. I've got uh, the, we, the same bit of paper. If you, if, you, <laughs> if you drop them the all, I've got it here. <laughs> Okay, we're, we're together I can get I think we can get through this one, right? Yeah. But it seemed So you give some more information now. Yeah, so
0: here's the idea. So you you doing it's called the sunset sessions. So it's in the afternoon. I think it's three o'clock. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, if it's yeah. a day like today, there won't be a lot of sunset visible. But hopefully, you'll get a nice clear winter's day, and it'll look beautiful. the The backdrop of kind of London behind you uh, at the top of the tower. Yeah,
4: if it's if it's the same place that I think it's. At, it's uh, we've we've been there before, and it's an amazing, amazing view out of over London. We were, I think, we were there um we 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 did kind of chris evans a couple of a couple of months ago and we did an interview there and it's an amazing amazing view so it's going to be quite spectacular in that sense
0: Yeah, no, that's where you're going to be and it's a tiny gig i mean i think it's about maybe 100 people are going to be in the the kind of glass wedge of the building watching you um but uh, so listeners can attend this gig is that correct
4: I think it's correct. Yes, I think there's some sort of competition-y thing or something. But you'll probably you probably got the details. I of that. do indeed. Okay, uh, if
0: you want to see a uh, suede and like what you know when you, you guys you you're, when you're on tour, you're playing these big venues. So, so to see suede in this space with that backdrop at this time of year will be really, really special. So you just go to virginradio.co.uk slash win and you register for your chance to win a pair of tickets. So don't worry, you don't have to come on your Todd. Uh, You'll get a pair of tickets, but it is, I'll warn you, in the afternoon. So you'll have to skive off work, uh, you know, just maybe take
4: a long it, lunch uh it'll be worth it it'll be worth it i'll guarantee it'll be worth it Even just for the just for the view alone forget about the music <laughs> the good.
0: yeah i was saying that earlier if you want to nose around the building uh yeah come on in um, and <laughs> what and uh, presumably you haven't got your your uh, playlist yet but it, it presumably it'll be a mix of new and old
4: yeah well well you know we're, we're the, the new album we're, we're playing a lot live at the moment so it'll be some of that and we'll chuck in a couple of old, old tunes as well you know we we I think it's good to look at both. You know, I think you can learn from your old songs and you can learn from your new songs. I like playing both. I'm kind of very proud of of our of our whole kind of back catalogue really, you know.
0: And what was the story? Because Autofiction, you had this kind of great concept for autofiction, but then COVID kind of derailed it.
4: Yeah, we wanted to we wanted to kind of pretty much play it live. Um we wanted to, we wanted to kind of invite the fans down to the studio and almost play it kind of in front of them because it's it's very different playing kind of to a producer in a studio and then playing and performing the songs live you kind of like you in, you inhabit them in a different way and i think you kind of like you perform them in a different way we, we we kind of wanted that sort of live edge we wanted the whole album to feel a bit edge of your seat um and that's the way we wanted to do it and then covid happened and it completely kiboshed the plans to do that so we did this sort of weird thing where where we got lots of the fans the fan base to kind of record bits of the album so there's a couple of little snippets on the record there's a song called um that boy on the stage and there's a song and there's a song called personality disorder where you can still hear fans in the background chanting um, so thanks to them for doing that. And it's as I say, day. it's a
0: very small gig. It'll be under 100 people. And if you register, you could win a pair of tickets. You get two tickets, but you will have to be free in the afternoon. And hopefully you'll see a lovely sunset. If people don't get lucky, uh, they can see Suede. You are on tour in this country. Was that next year?
4: Uh, we are on tour in March, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, pretty, pretty much the whole of March. So there's, we're, doing, we're doing about sort of 20 gigs or so, I think. Wow. And and how does the kind of the Suede's work year work? I mean,
0: are you kind of do you just put the gigs in, put in a tour and kind of go and the rest of my life will just be staring at a wall? Or do you do odd gigs in the meantime?
4: Uh, it kind of really depends what comes in. I mean, we, 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 the touring tends to happen in sort of um, kind of like at the start of the year and then then in the autumn. And then you kind of like normally leave the summer free for festivals. Um, but in between that kind of time, we sort of weave in writing time and family time and stuff like that. So, yeah, I find myself living a very kind of um, sort of splintered life these days, Whereas, where sometimes I'm kind of prancing around on stage like a lunatic and sometimes I'm doing the school run. I try not to mix the two things up too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Get confused about my roles. You know? Yeah. Look at that, Brett Anderson. <laughs> Stop Look it. it! Look at him picking up his kid and whipping his ass with a microphone. Yeah. Yeah, I try not to get confused about person and persona, you know. Yeah, don't,
0: don't. Uh, you can get tickets for the tour at uh, suede.co.uk. Uh, Brett Anderson, thanks for joining us. I'll Go back to bed, uh, sleep it off, and you'll oh. be marvellous on the
4: school run tomorrow, I'm sure. Never I'm better. Sure, well, it's going to be a great school run. Thanks, Brett.
0: <laughs> All right, take care of yourself, Brett. Bye, yeah, nice, bye-bye, bye-bye. bye-bye, bye-bye, bye It's virginradio.co.uk slash win if you want to register for tickets for that special gig three o'clock in the afternoon on the 7th of December. We are playing the Wheelie Merry Christmas competition. There are ten prizes, Waitrose prizes, up for, uh, for grabs on the wheel, including there's Leckford Estate Brute, that's sparkling English wine. There's a big Waitrose party food bundle, smoked salmon, limoncello. There's mince pies, crisp pudding. There's uh, a £500 Waitrose voucher you could use for Christmas entertaining. Uh, it's all there to be won. And I believe playing is Helen. Hello, Helen.
3: Good afternoon, Graham.
0: How are you? I'm very well. Now, where are you, Helen?
3: I am in Melton (gasps) Mowbray,
0: home of the pie. Now, no, no, no. There are mince pies, but uh, and actually, actually, there is a uh, pork winter vegetable and pancetta roll as well. You'll be interested to know. Yeah, I thought you'd like that, Helen. (laughs) 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 All right, so you get the idea. We spin the wheel, and whatever it lands on, you get. Okay. Yes. And you could win big, but you will win something. OK?
3: Well,
0: that's lovely. Yeah, any, anything to win. Exactly. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah the, none, of, none of the segments are nothing. So you <laughs> will get something. But before we can spin the wheel, I need you to answer a very simple Christmas question. OK? OK, I'll now, try. there was a time when I thought everyone would know this, but probably there might be some people who don't know this, but hopefully you're not one of them, Helen. You know this. OK. Here we go. All right, OK, Helen, complete the name of this Christmas carol. Once in royal
1: David city. <gasps>
0: you are right. Yes. Woo! Well done. <laughs> no, I just like panic because I bet you there's lots of people who don't know that anymore. But, uh, but you.
1: Oh, really? You
0: knew it. You knew it. Okay. Yes. So, are you are you ready to spin the wheel?
1: I'm ready. Yes. Keeping everything crossed.
0: Okay. I'm gonna wheel myself across to the wheel do see. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on one second. Uh giving it a big spin now there it goes there it goes around it goes where it lands nobody knows it's still spinning it's still spinning I, I may have I may have overdone it. Oh it stopped it stopped and you have won Heston's Hidden Christmas Pudding Orange it's oh, a, lovely. Thank
3: you very
0: much. It's a Christmas pudding. Now, that's one thing you don't have to worry about. You've got a Christmas Absolutely. pudding.
1: Absolutely. That's amazing. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, is there anyone that would like to say Merry Christmas to or hello to while you're uh, on the yes, radio? I'd
1: like to say Merry Christmas to my wonderful husband, Chris, and my son, Owen, who is keeping very quiet in the conservatory with his friend, Josh, at the moment, um, and just all your listeners, because love your show, and, uh, yeah, thank you for making Saturday and Sunday mornings lovely. Oh,
0: Helen, uh, I, I wish we were giving you more than a Christmas pudding now. You should, you should have said all of this. <laughs> Before I spun the wheel, <laughs> I tried a bit harder. Uh, listen, th- enjoy your pudding, and thank you very much for playing. Take oh, care of yourself great. now.
3: Thank you for
1: having me on. Take care. Bye bye. All
0: right. Cheers, bye. Helen. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Thank you so much for joining me on the Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. And hey, make sure you are following us on our socials at Virgin Radio UK to see everything from Graham's Guide to gorgeous dishes from Show Chef Martha. Speak soon.
1: The Graham Norton Radio
0: Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about.
1: Virgin Radio.